Hello. Welcome to Lights Carry Action. I'm Carrie Morrison, your film buff friend, and I'm here to give you brief and spoiler-free reviews so you don't have to do any research. So sit on down and grab a cup of tea, and let's get to it. I've started going back to the gym recently, and it's oh god, it's been it's been a time. It's actually done really well for my mental health, and I really hate it when people are right <laughs> about oh you need to get out and exercise. It's really great for your brain. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> but anyway, that that's beside the point. So this week we're talking about uh, school leavers and uh, my producer and I, we wanted to be very specific about like what point of school we wanted to leave because I feel like leaving university is very different to leaving primary school or leaving high school. And with all of these stories, everyone has just finished middle school, except for the first film. Uh, they are about to go to sixth form I believe and it's about them grasping of they're on the precipice of becoming an adult and only just starting to find themselves anyway it looks to be a really interesting lineup and let's get on to the first film of the week I think your car is broken sir I expected more from you Matthew is this who you want to be Say the summer when you finish school is the best time of your life. Your final summer of freedom. When you become a man, it's important. We just didn't realise how important it would be. So the first film we're looking at is Here Are the Young Men. It's kind of been a bit of a sleeper in terms of when it was actually released because it says it's in 2020, but I've seen it making the rounds. Anyway, I really wanted to cover this. So it was directed by Ewan Macken and it was adapted for screen by Ewan Macken, but it was based on a novel by Rob Doyle. It's set in Dublin and these three friends, Matthew, Rez and Carney, they have kind of fallen by the wayside. They've been either kicked out of school or they just left disenfranchised by school they drink alcohol they take drugs but one day they witness a really horrific incident and we see how that takes effect in these young boys in different ways what was in the bag sugar what do you think was in the bag Matthew? you knew what he was like i told you Now, I seem to be of an opinion that's a little bit different. I get what people are saying because it's not exactly this brave new idea of like, oh, white, straight boys abusing substances are so original. And I understand that to an extent. The experience I had watching it, because I used to do theatre, right? I had to go and see all these really pretentious theatre plays and you would have some that would go into surrealism and this film does that in its daydream experience where Carney instead of him actually being an American experiencing things it's this surreal abstract way of him being on his favourite American talk show and the host is manipulating him to do these things when actually he is the psychopath 
which I thought personally was interesting and maybe that's because of my theatre upbringing that I'm used to, you know, just seeing really weird abstract things. But I felt like it worked. I don't really like things, oh, going to America and then you do all like the New York City signs or whatever. I, I personally felt like it was interesting storytelling and that was creative. Anya Taylor-Joy is in it, she plays Jan. I liked her. I think the way she tackled this particular role that crops up in these kinds of films she portrayed it really well. It was the sort of thing that it became the crux of the big character progression for these boys are because of a really bad thing happening to a woman. And you get her perspective after the incident of what happens, but you can tell really the film and story is focused on the guy and how he's reacting and how he's taking responsibility and that's problematic and it's taking away the voice of someone who's been a victim i don't know i felt like it was a visceral experience it felt like the sound of the music it was gliding us through this story and and really instead of really focusing on naturalism they were focused more on uh, encapsulating the psyche of Matthew most of the time getting us into that headspace in the film which I thought was really effective it isn't the most imaginative story in the world but I think the way it is executed makes it imaginative enough for me to be very interested in it now let's get on to the second film of the week and this is where Rihanna stands they're gonna enjoy this Faut que tu fasses ce que tu veux. Dis-le. Je fais ce que je veux. The next film I am looking at is Girlhood, released in 2014, directed by Silenciama. The most recent really big film that she directed was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is my favourite film of last year. And this is about Mariam, who has been kicked out of middle school, not really sure of the French education system. And she winds up with a group of outcast young girls and we see their relationship build and we see Mariam deal with the toxic surroundings around her and figuring out what she wants. So the interesting is, normally I'm not a huge fan of white directors telling the story of black people because I feel like there's sort of a disingenuous vibe coming off a lot of the time, like I had with Concrete Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. But the really interesting thing for this one, because Silenciama felt there was a huge underrepresentation of black people, black women in French film, uh, she intentionally classed a black woman in these lead roles. A film of this dynamic, which normally, in my opinion, doesn't really work to the absolute maximum, I felt this film had so much I know I say this a lot it has so much heart I think what really shone out to me and affected me the most was the way they depicted the friendship and the bond between these four girls 
And there's a there's a big sequence where they all lip sync slash dance to Diamonds by Rihanna. And you can tell why it's such an iconic moment of that film because it's so encompassed in this deep bond between each other and a deep sense of belonging that was really touching. And definitely when looking back on the film, that is the first thing that comes up in my head. I felt like the pacing was a tiny bit off at points because there were very long cuts to black to the point where I was like, is this film finished? No, which I'm guessing was their way of declaring the end of a chapter and a start of a new one, but it made it a bit awkward. And I feel like the end sequence was a very different story to what was being told in like the first hour and a half. So it felt disjointed and because so much time had passed between the first hour and a half and the last half an hour, as in like in the world of the film, not actual like time, you don't really know where Mariam is at. And there are some questions raised about the way she expresses her gender. And I feel like there was some subtext about sexuality there that I wasn't quite sure about more could have been taken from the beginning and more could have been put at the end so I could see what the links were and it had one of those endings where it was a bit ambiguous and I'm not really a huge fan of those I'm like you either tell me what happens you either tell me what the ending is or just post on your social media hey this is what the ending means because I maybe I'm a simple-minded person maybe uh, I just need everything explained to me but that's just not my kind of thing So let's get on to our last film of the week. And this one is a trip down memory lane slash an inducement of nostalgia. My name is Lizzie McGuire. You are an outfit repeater. Does she not have anything better to do than make my life miserable? Welcome to the most important day of my life. My big chance to show the world who I am. seems to go my way but now the trip of a lifetime will change all of that okay Uh, honey mom honey she can't breathe i'm going to the place i've been dreaming about my whole life the greatest city on earth la città eterna rome the eternal city did no one read the info packets The last film we are looking at this week is the lizzie mcguire movie released in 2003 and it's sort of the ribbon tying the the tying loose ends of the lizzie mcguire series um, from the disney channel it is directed by jim fall it is based on characters by susan estelle jansen and this was written by ed dector and john j strauss so lizzie mcguire and her friend gordo have graduated from middle school and takes a trip to rome there's a very odd reason why and the rest of her classmates are all going to rome it doesn't matter (laughs) and lizzie gets recognized for a really famous italian pop singer uh, who is apparently her identical twin and uh, paolo the italian pop star's other half in the duo spots her and says i need your help to pretend to be her at this award ceremony and things just become very Lizzie McGuire-y from there. Hello, fabulous. The story of one girl who had to choose between a life of fame and 
leaving the life she loves behind. I don't think I can do it. Hillary Duff <laughs> is Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> the Lizzie McGuire movie. So it's very hard for me to keep an emotional distance from this film because, oh, I just remembered, I grew up on Disney Channel a lot of the time and Lizzie McGuire was was a big staple. The script is clunky. There's too many montages. There's rushed character arcs that didn't need to be there. But there are aspects to it that I felt was really sweet. Uh, Like, you don't see a lot of very like lovely depicted relationships between a mother and a daughter, which I felt was so sweet. Hilary Duff is the queen of pratfalls. There were so many and she did them all very well. Well done. (laughs) There was a great opportunity of characters that I think didn't get their time of day in the original show and had their moment to shine in this film. Ethan, the himbo. Oh God, he was funny. There were some really good liners in this one. And maybe it is because of my nostalgia that I'm looking at it. It's from the early 2000s, so it's not exactly perfect in terms of relationships between women and enforcing stereotypes about Italians. But oh God, if if you want some nostalgia fix from Lizzie McGuire, or if you just want to sing in your room, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Oh mate, go for it. Now, those are all the films I watched this week. I think out of all of them, okay, like my heart wants to say the Lizzie McGuire movie, but I think really in retrospect, I think I'm going to go with Girlhood. There's some really wonderful explorations of friendship in there that I think is, in my opinion, just watch it for the, go on YouTube and put in Diamonds by Rihanna Girlhood and you'll see like why people love it so much. But that is everything for this week. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. There's also a Patreon for the show. It's only £1 a month if you fancy supporting it. And the link to that will be in the show notes. And you can catch up on anything related to the podcast at Lights Carry Action on Instagram and also on my Twitter at Carrie Jo Mo. But that is everything for this week. Take care and stay safe.